Good morning, One Hope. It's January 18th, 2024. Our passage for today is James chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. Today's takeaway is a question. So here it is. Are you seeking His will? Are you more of a planner or a spontaneous person? I guess for me, my answer would be, it depends. When I write my term papers, I'm definitely a planner. But when I go on a vacation, not a planner at all. I just follow Diane's lead when we go on vacations. She gives me options, and if she invites me to choose, I just choose. In today's passage, James addresses a group of businessmen and businesswomen. Verse 13, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend the year there, carry on business and make money. He addresses a group of business people who makes plans for their business. For a merchant who travels to make plans is nothing unusual. And yet, when you read this passage, it seems like James takes issue with that. But, we actually, but when we actually read it more closely, we will see that it's not their planning which he takes issue with. What he takes issue with is, first of all, we see is their attitude. Verse 16, as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. It's one thing to be certain and confident, but it's quite another to be arrogant and boastful. It seemed like these merchants and Christians uh, who were merchants had success with their business. So with that success came confidence, and because of that confidence, they made plans for the future. They were certain about the success that they will have, and that confidence, again, is all good, but then confidence turned into arrogance. And he calls them out on this. What James also takes issue with is their sin of omission. Let's read verse 17, and I'll explain afterwards. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. What is the sin of omission? Well, sin of omission is not doing the things you should do, as opposed to the sin of commission, which is doing things you shouldn't do. So James points out to them and calls, out, uh, calls them out on this. In your success, you have neglected to do the things that you should do and you are supposed to do as followers of Christ because you've lost sight of those things you, sh you should do in the midst of your success. The sin of omission. And in verse 14, he points out, despite how you feel, there's one thing you ought to know. And it's this, why 
you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. No one knows what will happen tomorrow, including you. So there is no guarantee. So don't be so certain and don't be so confident and boastful about your plans and how it's going to bring you success. And in verse, verse 15, now he gets to the heart of the message which he wants to share with them in today's passage. Verse 15, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. It's not that making plans was wrong. They were, what was wrong with, was that they were doing it without God whatsoever. It is all on their own, and God is not invited and involved in this planning whatsoever. And James is pointing out that problem, that sin. When we actually make plans, but we do not involve or invite God, what we're doing is we're actually becoming a practical atheist, even though we are a Christian who believe in God. Why is that? Well, what is a practical atheist? It's someone who believes in God, but lives as if he doesn't exist. So, even though we believe in God, but we make plans as if he's not there by not involving him, not inviting him, then what we're doing is we're becoming a practical atheist. Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, we see how he makes plans and how he carries out his ministry. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. He became popular because he was doing all these amazing things. And the, where he was, people tried to keep him there so they could have him uh, longer and they can do more for them. But what Jesus does is he goes into a solitary place, spends time with the Father praying, and he comes out of that place. And where he goes is, is he says, I have to go to these other towns and preach the gospel there because that's why I was sent. I was sent for that purpose. In other words, I am doing what the Father wants me to do. I'm going there because that's the Father's plan for me. It's really interesting because in Luke, Jesus says, that is why I was sent. But if you go to the parallel passage in Mark chapter 1, Jesus actually says, that is why I have come. We see the different side of the coin, if you will. And in Luke's gospel, we see how Jesus emphasizes how he's following the will and the plan of the Father. And that's highlighted more in the gospel of Luke than the gospel of Mark. Friends, what kind of plans are you making right now in your life? 
plans for school, future career, marriage, maybe some of you even your retirement plans, how you're going to save up your money, make money, how you make, you're going to make your uh, ends meet to provide for your family, your children, their schooling. I know that those plans and the decision that you will have to make and you have to make are very important ones. They will have an immediate impact on not just you, but your loved ones. That's why you're thinking about it so much. That's why you're wrestling through it and you're researching and you're finding out all the information that you need to. Well, today's passage in James does say that it is okay for us to make plans and we should. But what it does say is that don't leave God out. So friends, once again, make plans. But as you make plans, ask him. Ask your Father in heaven, what is your desire and what is your plan in this for me? Go ahead and do make plans but please don't get caught up in the outcome, in the way you desire it. And be disappointed if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to. Because what matters more is that God's will be done. As long as you chose and made that plans because that's what the Lord wanted you to do, then that's true success, true blessing ultimately in life. Once again, do make plans, but also give yourself enough time to wait upon the Lord to hear His voice more clearly so that you don't just make rash decisions and plans based on your own thinking and experience and knowledge, but that you truly wait for God's will and you make the plans you need to because you've heard from the Lord and you do so with confidence and with assurance. I want to encourage you. It may be difficult to do that, but when you do that, you'll walk into the best plans for your life because you'll be making the plans according to what, the, what God desires for you, what he has planned for you. And he is your creator. He knows what's best for you. So he will show you his plan for your life, and he will lead you into the best way possible. In Jesus' name, amen.